Hello, 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 everyone, my fellow space cowboys and cowgirls, everyone else, how's it going? It is Scott, I'm your host again for a declassified bounty file, the Bebop session, session number six with the Netflix series Binary 2 Staff. Oh my goodness, was this episode crazy and a half. My goodness, did the episode just... Kick it up a notch on the crazy scale, if I'm truly and utterly honest. It went up into crazy, out the back door, into insanity, and then back into, and then back that, uh, back out. To me, lunacy, it feels like. Oh my goodness, what was going on? This felt like a mixture of a couple of the previous episodes from the original series, mixed with some other ones. This one felt like brain scratch a little bit. But with also my funny Valentine a little bit as well. And a little bit of Hard Luck Woman as well. All mixed in there. But this one also had one of my favorite moments. And that is honestly hearing the classics all over again. Because I heard two classics that I'm happy to have heard of today in this session. But that's beyond the fact, ladies and gentlemen. And everyone else. That's the fa- that's besides the fact, everyone. This episode's synopsis is when the Bebop needs repairs, Jets send Spike to a chase down a, a chase down a tip on a phantom bounty to cover the cost, leaving Faye to supervise the mechanic. More or less, this is just another Bebop is in need of repairs sort of thing, and pretty much the mechanic says, "Did you find like they're basically on the Bebop? They, it's docked for a couple of di- a couple of hours. They find themselves needing repairs for it. Jet goes out to find the part. He finds himself." Like, letting Faye, whom I can't believe they did this to in this episode. Oh my goodness. I understood the reference. I love the reference. I'm glad they referenced it. Thank you, whoever watched the Warriors on this production team. Thank you. Thank you. Because I don't think anyone else is going to get it but me and probably a bunch of other hardcore cinephiles. You might get it. You might not. But this referenced a cult classic favorite movie of mine, The Warriors. From 1979. I am like, thank you. I am screaming internal, like outside and like inside, outside and inside, inside now. Just literally screaming, thank you. Thank you for doing so. Because Faye found herself buying into a scam. She bought herself a freaking railgun. A little freaking six shooter sort of railgun sort of mechanism that she decides to buy for whatever random reason. And, and everyone's saying it's a scam, it's a scam, it's a scam, it's a scam. But either way, it's just, it's just, I don't know, it's just absolute hilarity. I can't even get through this already. I'm like, so that's what happens at the first part. She gets, like, Spike goes out to find uh, this Dr. Londis, who seems to be a bit of a, I don't know what exactly, some sort of psychiatrist or something. Meanwhile, while all this is happening, Jack tries to go find a part for this Bebop. And also they get the tip. Like, the funny thing is, they get a tip from, lo and behold, the one and only that's kind of hidden from this show. They haven't been seen, but you might know who they are from the original. That's right, everyone. Radical Edward. Good old Edward. Suchong Divoruski, the fourth. I can't remember the full name. But I gotta find it now. I gotta find it now. 
I now had to remember the full name. Yeah, Edward Wong Hal Pepeltiferuski the Fourth. That's it. And oh goodness gracious, does it ever make me laugh at the fact that um they have such a long as hell name. They are just oh my goodness. <laughs> Radical Edward, you crazy person, you, I want to, oh. Well, anyways, while this is all going on, Spike's the one that has to go through all of this, finds himself going through basically a Sasquatch of sorts of a, a wild goose chase. And, um. It's just absolutely funny as hell what happens. It's just, I don't know how to describe it. It's just, oh my goodness. It's just, I don't know. This doesn't have a whole lot of uh, the city care or anything like that going on, but they basically go through, well, Spike goes through this situation where he finds, um, well, he finds himself getting it, like, uh, thrown into a situation. where he's basically strapped into some VR simulation while he thinks he's gotten out of it, but he hasn't at all, and it's just like, oh, jeez Louise, come on now. It's just too... It's just, I don't know, it's just too funny for words on what is going on in it, and it's just like, he basically finds himself in a VR situation where he thinks... Everything that's happening is real, but it's not. It's a simulation, and it's just this computer program is, like, doing a thing without it. And it's like, yeah, it's basically the whole program is taking over on uh, his brain and trying to disconnect him from the real world, so he dies. And honestly, there's four things I like about this episode so far, besides maybe the fifth thing. But that's a different story for a different time. But anyways... While I'm going on about this and on and on and on, Faye finds herself hanging out with the mechanic, and I guess they make out, and I guess have sex, I don't know exactly, it is a female mechanic after all, it's kind of hinted that they technically did have sex in the engine room, but she never really... Mm, yeah, I'm not going to get into too much detail, it's a little graphic, I'm not one to talk about graphic explicit details... But they have a nice hot steamy session in the engine room of all places. While this is happening, Spike is finding himself in a simulation where he thinks he's out of it. He's tried to escape it three times, but he hasn't. So a guy, I guess some sort of professor, helps him, like, helps Jet diffuse the situation that involves all, all three of them. The mechanic Meg, as well as Faye and Jet, traveling to Earth while this professor is dealing with everything else, trying to help him, uh... Trying to help Jet keep Spike under control. He finds himself meeting Julia in this simulation. And he thinks that uh, he's able to escape and take her with him. But he can't. He has to um, more or less give her up. He has to kind of admit that he can't do anything about it. He has to kind of live with the fact that he's uh, got to let her go. And he doesn't want to. He wants to take her, like, he wants to take her with him. And he can't. Because... 
well, it's a simulation, but he doesn't know that. He thinks he's literally in the real world. But once everything gets sorted out, they find out that it's all simulation. It's all fake. They get a defuse. Jet wakes up. Well, Spike wakes up with a nasty headache. Uh, Meg the mechanic and Faye kind of have one more session, I guess, in her room. She leaves, gives, and she uh, gets the real gun that Faye had in the beginning, who which she actually uses at the very end for good use, too, to destroy this mainframe that's on Earth controlling this AI sort of setup. And anyways, that happens. She leaves and says, um, like, something about, like, you'll know, like, when you know who you really are, Faye Valentine, come back to me. You know what I mean? Like, but you know what? If Faye is pansexual or bi or whatever she is in the show, I don't really want to care. I don't really care. They kind of just made it seem like she is a lesbian. She might be bisexual. might be pan. I don't know. All I know is at the end of the day, this show has been quite the oddball situation, but it's also made itself out to be even better. And the reason why I was enjoying the first part when I mentioned the Warriors reference was also due to the fact, um, the other thing about it was also the fact that it also gives me two things that I loved about it was, um, it gives me the fact that I hear Space Line, all like Space Line, which is one of my favorite songs to cry to. And it gives us another episode, another old title card from back in the day from the old Bebop series, which I think was used in the same episode. Yes, Are You Living in the Real World? They use this again. They haven't used a whole lot of the other ones. They've only used CU Space Cowboy, and that's kind of it when they want to. They haven't used CU Space Samurai, Life is About a Dream, Sleeping Beast, Do You Have a Comrade, Easy Come, Easy Go. Or even see you cowgirl someday somewhere. They might use some of these ones later on. I don't know, but they do also at the end, like for the end credits, give me my. They gave me must. They gave me the real folk blues again. I was like, kudos to you guys. You did it again. You maybe kind of tear up a little bit. I was happy to hear it. It's it's always a it's always a it's always a nice welcome to treat so far in these episodes to hear it. But again, now I have to rate this episode. What am I going to rate it? Well, I'm going to also mention this episode won't come out on Christmas Eve, like most people might think. I'm not going to release this episode until the new year begins, which will be, as I'm recording this, I could release it on Christmas Eve, but I would be releasing it on the 7th of January if I'm really wanting to. I'm going to wait till 2022 to release this episode because, well, that's when it is. I'm not going to give anyone else any reason. I should have mentioned that in the previous episode. I'm going to take a two-week break, but I didn't. Sorry. You'll probably figure that out after the fact. But anyways, this will be the first episode of 2022. So, Happy New Year, everyone. We made it through 2021. Now, I get through 2022. Hopefully better than 2021, eh? So anyways, this episode is, a, is, again, like the last one, a 7 out of 10. It's not perfect, but it definitely got... It, it pushed itself almost to an 8. It almost pushed itself to an 8, but a lot of the things going on just made it very, very confusing at the end. But anyways, 
we also see Spike kind of having a dream about, uh, or memory of telling Julia he'll leave, but not without her, and he sees the photographs as well. I forgot to mention that. I'm, I'm so jumbled up. This episode has been very, very jumbly, and I'm sorry for that, but this episode has also been a little stressful to kind of get through as well, because other things were going on around me. But anyways, this episode is a 7 out of 10. I thought it was good. It was well written. It gave Faye a bit of a better personality than just being a a chick that just has a spitfire spirit of sorts. And it just gave her something more, which I liked. But anyways, the next episode will be Galileo Hustle. And that one looks to be quite impressive. With these episodes... I'll keep on doing these until it's over. And when it's over, I will, uh, hopefully, to wrap up the proper series, hopefully if we get, if me and my friend get through the original series, we can, like, we can watch the movie and we can review that. Hopefully. If not. I don't know when that's gonna happen. But I'm hoping very soon. He's been dealing with some health issues and he hasn't been able to watch the series. So it's like, at the same time, I don't know what to do. But anyways, I better let you all go. Hope you all enjoy 2022 as much as I will. I will see you all next time. Everyone, this is Scott signing out. End transmission.